<laughs> That's on stream volume settings. You're, go, you're going too hard. Yikes. Oh, is that like the ambient mic settings? Yeah, you got to crank it because we don't record in an ideal environment where each person would have like their own little, little tiny mic. No, we just use one mic for the whole room, which isn't great. What's up? Nothing much. What's up with you? I don't know. It's been a while. I went to Portland in the interim. What were you doing in Portland? Uh, Greg got married. Oh. It was congratulations nice. to Mr. Gafanti. That was an okay city. It's a little small, but it had character. Yeah, Portland. Portland seems like an all right place to hang uh, out. It, Portlandia seems largely accurate. <laughs> Our other stunning observation where we were like, we think this has the same amount of homeless people as New York. Like, not per capita, just like by hard numbers. <laughs> it kind of felt like there were the same amount of homeless people on the street. Huh. I, maybe that owes to the warmer climb. It could also the, just be like a bunch of drug-addled weirdos. Having, who knows. The food was pretty good. They have like a whole food cart culture over there. Oh, yeah? Is, it's kind of funny... The way it's set up, I've never really seen anything like this where what you have is a parking lot and then the food carts surround it kind of like the walls of the Alamo. And it's something that's just like repeated all over the place. So they're just like they're just surrounded by a shanty town or the parking lot is surrounded by a shanty town of food carts. <laughs> but I guess people still park in the lot. I don't know. It's pretty weird. But I got a Bugogi burrito. So who am I to say no? Yeah, I mean, it was. That delicious. sounds amazing. That doesn't sound like a shanty town. That sounds like some kind of weird, like Venetian metropolis of <laughs> of food carts. They had waffles. There were a lot. There were a lot of pretty good food carts. My primary concern was like, ah, uh, we're only going to be here for like four days, and some of those meals are going to have to be eaten at a wedding. So we're not going to be able to eat all this crazy food cart. <laughs> Not enough of it. And uh, have you seen the Portlandia sketch where they like go to the hotel that offers them a, a turntable? Yes. Uh, that was the hotel we were going to stay in <laughs> <laughs> uh, until we found a, a place that was $300 cheaper with a wedding group. But yeah, it's called the, the Ace Hotel, I think. And... The as advertised on the website was that rooms either have a clawfoot tub or a turntable. And I was like, well, I know what I want. Clawfoot tub. I got to nice. get my bath time in. Bring my loofah. It's just classy. I want to eat in a tub that resembles a beast whose belly I am bathing in. Yeah. Or, Delicious. conversely, some sort of animal that when slain collapses into a gaping porcelain tub. Yeah. Or like it's just, just like a giant maw, like a trap. Yeah, like a huge maybe I like it's Medusa-like, right? So you, it's a, it's like a claw-footed cockatrice. Yeah, and you turned it into stone and just sawed off the top half, <laughs> and now you are bathing in the hollow of its body. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, no, that's what I like to think about when I'm in a clawfoot tub. But I'm otherwise, like, mm, you used to be alive, and now I'm standing in you. Mm, it's kind of like any uh, animal mm. skin boot. Yeah, take that crocodile. You thought <laughs> yeah. you had it. Millions of years of evolution just so you could be comfortable Nothing. for my toes. Well, they slacked off for a few million years at least. I feel like that's mad props to the crocodile, actually. Yeah, they were like, we found our niche. They haven't slacked off. The world hasn't gotten harder for them. Yeah. 
<laughs> See how I'm living at the bottom of this lake in a pile of mud. Mm. <laughs> darting out to consume whatever just passes gonna, by. It's going to wiggle down into it, yep. shrugging my shoulders. So comfy. The only other thing I guess I have uh, that I want to address about Portland uh, touristy things is I went to their famous voodoo donuts. It was all right. I don't know. All it, that stuff is like... It tasted like donuts to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the voodoo donuts is... I think it's just a... Uh, they have a shtick. Like, they, they make donuts that look yeah. like you're stabbing somebody, or they have all these exotic kinds of donuts. But honestly, you're just frying dough. Like they, they gave us a lot with, like, just piled to the rafters with Fruit Loops. And I was like, how do you even eat this thing? <laughs> so I just ate the jelly donuts, and I was like, here, Greg's family at brunch, take these oh, snap. of garbage. The whole Gafonti family was out there. Is Alan even bigger now? Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's definitely taller than Greg. He's about Well, he was always me. taller than Greg, but he was, like, bulking out, like, mad. Nah, he looks like a, a regular human being. But he's a he's a he's a nurse now, and he was like, you know, sometimes you get drunk and you put on the adult diapers and you just see what happens at the hospital late at night. And I was like, sounds like a pretty good living. <laughs> you were, Alan's gonna get fired. That of course is Alan. Yeah, Alan the Wits. <laughs> yes, of of Cooper, Maine. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, so, Portland was nice. That's awesome that Greg got married, too. Yeah. So Couldn't I, happen to a nicer fella. I saw JL, apparently goes by John now. I mean, who knew? Uh, maybe he got sick of people calling him <laughs> yeah. by his first uh, well, initial I and last initial. When I, when I introduced him to Graz, I just let him introduce himself. I was like, let's see which way the wind blows here. Cool. But yeah, it was a nice It was a nice wedding. Uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice dinner. At like a converted firehouse or something, got liquid nitrogen ice cream, ice cream which sucked. Which after my experience in San Francisco a couple months back, which was the best ice cream I've ever eaten. This guy, it was literally like a dude had some milk and all those like Italian soda syrups, and then a, a like a, a tank of liquid nitrogen. So he like put a bunch of shit in a bowl and then sprayed liquid nitrogen on it and just started stirring it. <laughs> and I was like. Okay, well, given my past experiences with liquid nitrogen ice cream, I was led to be, believe that there would be, like, some sort of complex pressurized system where you pull down a silver hose. So he just cooled the surface of the bowl with liquid nitrogen and know, then made mean, ice cream in well, it? Well, I mean, you spray it right into the bowl and then just scoop it around with all the other stuff in it. Well, oh, because the whatever. nitrogen just comes yeah, off? evaporates. Or I don't think nitrogen is that poisonous to you. Yeah. Well, it's in the air. It's everywhere. I don't, I don't know how much that changes things. But yeah, it just he ended up like this lump of crap. And I was like, what the hell? I thought liquid nitrogen was, was a fairly, you know, I thought it, it represented a concrete concept, but I guess not. But anyway, the next night we just went to some other ice cream place and it was great. And they had all these flavors like... Uh, it's been so long. There was something like, I, I want to say, like, pear and blue cheese. And I was like, no, I'll just get chocolate. Pear and blue cheese? Blue cheese would be terrible in ice cream. It's, it, I would I would imagine it so. It is borderline terrible in everything. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Not a fan of the blue cheese. Buffalo wings. It's good in a couple things. <laughs> Maybe a dressing. Any sort of buffalo sauce. But I don't know. I don't know if I would trust. I mean, like, you can't. You can't make blue cheese sweet. It stays. Yeah, you're like, oh, this ice cream is so sharp. Yum. 
or it just it just tastes spoiled. Yeah. I know that that's the flavor they're going for, but I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I got chocolate. It's <laughs> like, let me get sea salt and caramel and chocolate. And they were like, we're out of sea salt and caramel. I was like, just double up that chocolate. <laughs> this is not a problem. We'll keep this line moving. While, like, all of Greg's friends are like, mm, let me try the apple vinegar and... <laughs> Like, and by the time they're done with your order, you're done with your ice cream. <laughs> well, I mean, that was just uh, that would just be assumed. There's no uh, nobody can beat me around the ice cream track I or most food for that matter. I just consume. I just unhinge my jaw and like Don't pop a whole ice cream scoop hole into it. I'm immune it. to brain freezes. <laughs> the chilled nature of any of the contents of my food does not yeah, affect me. That's the only thing that could stop me was frozen Mike and Ike's. That's because that stops everybody. Because you're trying <laughs> to eat gravel. So much pain from all my shattered. You might as well just try to like, hey, what would make this ice cream better? I'm going to throw a handful of gravel in there. Yep. See Se- how it goes. 17 consecutive root canals. I'm experimenting with eating like a bird. I'm going to try <laughs> yeah. to grind this up in my gullet. Yeah, less chewing on the front end, more pooing on the back end. I don't even know. Does that Maybe. count as fiber? I feel like you would just die. <laughs> Probably. It's gonna. Anyway, that's that's your food hour. Yeah, it was delicious. There were so many. There were many good meals in Portland, uh, and I, I did have. I had. I had a waiter that I felt like was a little snippy. <laughs> I felt like that's never really happened to me before, where I had a waiter that was like, Ugh, "Do you really think you deserve to eat this like hamburger?" But this guy, I don't know. Like, when I was just like, yeah, could I get that with bacon? He was like, whatever. It's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Serving the is, it, it's a lot of work. The Benny of the D? Yeah. Anyway, that's how I say it. That's how the coolest would say it. Even though the, the D usually refers to dick. Yeah, well, it can be But both. in this case, I, mean, I like that to could give still be considered a benefit. Yes. You know? Abolish tipping, except for my penis. It's the new tip. <laughs> Truth be told, every, uh, everybody that's given tips, that's what the, the tip they actually want to give anyway, so let's just cut out the middle, man. <laughs> oh, this is going to add a whole other level of uncomfortability. Yeah. When uh, I try to, like, tip the appropriate amount. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like I uh, what is it, like 15%? <laughs> How much of my penis is that? Yeah, you gotta got get that tip calculator for your iPhone. <laughs> Sir, why do you have a measuring tape out? Yeah. No, you just get one of those little why cards do you have with the numbers. Why do you have a length of measuring tape out? <laughs> yeah, it's actually just a short string. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, want to talk about papers, please? Yes. Papier, s'il vous plaît. Dude, I don't even think you need to class it up. I'm glad they don't call it that. Because this is a gritty Eastern European it's border pretty, crossing. It's game pretty rough. Thing. Oh my gosh! The first two times I played it, we were also streaming it, and I almost had the shakes by the end. I was like concentrating so hard, but also being harrowed at the same yeah. time. So it's kind of like you're you're working your brain because you don't want to fuck up, but at the same time. Life you just do sort want of to let sucks. some people. You want to let some people through, yeah. But your kids need medicine. I mean, there's always like a 
there's like one person a day that's like, hey, go to see my husband. And by the end of the game, I was definitely like, do not care. Bye. I will, yeah, you almost like you just found yourself saying to the screen, yeah, I want to go home and see my dying wife. You know what? I have to, if I let you through, I'm not going to be able to pay for heat or medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That, so, so when we first, we start playing it on the stream, and the game starts out fairly easy, because this the the very limited plot is like that after a long civil war this east and west germany kind of situation just say the balkans dave that's what it is and so there's a border crossing in the middle of this town uh and the first day they're like okay we're only letting our citizens in and so you just gotta like check the passport make sure they got the right date of birth make sure it's from the right city you're like all right whatever fine and then they're like, all right, we're going to let other people in. So they got passports. And then eventually they have to have, like, access permits and, like, proof of identity. And if they're working, they have to have a work uh, work visa or and all the, just all these things that, like, basically just uh, bureaucracy compiling on top of you. And you get five bucks every time you process somebody. Or when you let somebody or, through. Well, no, I think it's actually everything. It just has to be correct. So no, but you because I would send people away and I wouldn't get. I would my the whole goal of my play experience was only to not make a mistake. Yeah, like I wasn't trying to process the maximum number of people or anything like that. I was just trying to not make a mistake. And I feel like I only got money for people I sent away, or I, I only only people I let through. I felt like but that I at could first, be but I really I I tried to pay attention to the numbers. I don't think the game ever explicitly tells you, but I'm pretty sure it's just five bucks across the board, along as long as what you do is correct. Uh, okay. And, and so when when the stuff starts piling up, it's timed, and I don't know, maybe a day lasts like twenty minutes, maybe fifteen. I, I played, like, the last ten days of it le- last night, and I got done around, like, probably 2.30, because I was just like, I just gotta see, like, I have to end this, because I don't know if I can even make it through another game, <laughs> honestly, it's so stressful. <laughs> uh, so, when people show up, and, like, by the end, you ha- they have to have vaccination permits, and you have to, like, check their vaccination records and be like, alright, is this vaccination for polio still in effect? Like, is it still, does it still have efficacy? And people would, like, show up and throw all their fucking garbage on the table. And there's, like, four different documents by this point. And I'm pulling through the things. I'm like, okay, expiration's good. Like, reason for visiting is good. Passport numbers match up. The seal doesn't look forged on the work, on the access permit. And I'm like, where's the fucking vaccination card you idiot and then you have to like (laughs) click on it and be like no vaccination card you have to correlate that with your rule book and then it gives you the option to interrogate them and they're like oh i forgot it and then they throw it on the table and you're like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) it makes you so mad (laughs) somebody might die Like it's yeah, like probably you. Like I'm probably gonna detain you now because I got this deal worked out with one of the guards. So for every two people I detain, I get five bucks. And that's like I I didn't I didn't cross in, into that line so much. Like I didn't detain people unless they had uh, contraband. But the kind of the really cool thing about this game is that it feels like every time you think they should probably put something like this in this game. It tends to happen pretty soon after that. 
Yeah. So I'm sitting there being like, okay, I can detain people. It seems like they would incentivize that in some way. And then, like, a couple days later, the guard stops by. He's like, you know, I get a kickback for everybody that gets detained, so I'm going to throw some of that your way. And at this time, in the beginning of the game, it is, like, almost impossible to keep your family both fed and warm. Because, like, rent is just, like, take them right off the top. You can't do anything about that. And then you have to choose whether you're going to have heat and food, depending on what you can afford. And here's a little trickerino for you. You can skip every other day of food. Oh, that's the way to do it? <laughs> yeah, that's how you save money. It's like, sorry, sorry, uncle, we're not eating today, mother-in-law. And then, like, towards the end, you get, like, a niece that shows up out of nowhere, and you're like, great, another mouth to feed while I wander off to the office. And, like, the, like, booth inspector guy yelled at me because I had my, like, kid's crayon drawing on the wall. <laughs> That I, the kid wants a birthday present. It's like a twenty credit box of of crayons. That's like how much food costs for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, it really. I don't know if it's not really the reality of it, but it makes you kind of understand the the crushing authority of bureaucracy oh, and totally how like those it. decisions kind of the the machine of life. That can be, uh, you know, constructed around a person just to make them insufferable and a slave to the oh, yeah. the system that they, they, they are apparently the head of. I mean, totally. Like, when I was playing this game, I was like, I don't I don't hate TSA agents that much right now. No, like, I, still, I, really... I still despise them. Because, I mean, that's sort of the trick of it, right? It does give you uh, an insight into what it would be like to be a victim of that kind of thing but at the same time you're in this like totally broken kleptocratic balkan country <laughs> no part of my life should look remotely like this that's true also <laughs> but i mean they they just need a job man employment in this country sucks so yeah i, I don't know why do people much. want to get to this country yeah i would be trying to get out <laughs> Anywhere's got to be better. Just think about it. If your life could get 25% better if it was just warmer where you lived, <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't you go there? <laughs> There's I, One of the endings is, is fleeing the country. You can uh, forge passports, but I didn't have enough money to do it. So it was either leave mother-in-law and uncle and son and wife behind. You can't do that. You got to be a stand-up guy. I mean, one of the sort of really funny exchanges happens towards the end. Like, maybe in, like, the last two days, they uh, consolidate the access permit and the proof of identity into one form. And it's, like, the only time the game has ever been nice to you. <laughs> like, it's the, it's the only time they've ever uh, slimmed down a gameplay mechanic instead of just lumping another one on top of it. And I was just so happy. Not to have to manipulate two pieces of paper and said I could just do one. Yeah. And by this time, there's a lot less people coming through for work. I mean, I know that some of that stuff's randomly generated, so maybe I just got lucky. But you're the first day you're doing it, a dude shows up with the old access permit and not the new one that's consolidated. And you're like, where's your access like form, whatever it's called? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? I got a permit. It's right there. And you're like, nope, it's got to be the form now. And they're like, why? And you're like, it makes my job easier. And they're like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck you, asshole. 
Well, I love it how there's like the upgrades that they they will sell you the sort of ex- extraneous to the actual game itself. You can buy upgrades uh, in the time that you're deciding whether or not you should pay for medicine or not. Uh, and <laughs> just one of them's like hit spacebar to enter the interrogation thing, and I was like, oh, that's not that big a deal. And then I totally bought it because it was so much easier. Yeah, yeah. almost all the upgrades are just keyboard shortcuts. <laughs> And like yeah, and the ability to hit tab to whip out your like approve and deny stamps. Like if, as soon it just becomes unconscious, and you realize how much faster you're doing it. Yeah, well, I think that the real like the deep magic of Papers Please would be memorizing all the origin cities, mm-hmm. so you don't even have to open up oh, that yeah. book because that's where I wasted most of my time. Dude. I was at the point where I was almost going to hand write a list of them. I thought about it <laughs> on my desk in front of the monitor. To be able to play it more efficiently. I was looking at the wiki today and I saw people had made like cheat sheet images with all the city names and diplomatic seals. I'm not sure that I got a single diplomat correct in the entire time I played the game. Like it, they should be simple because they just have a pa- passport and a form that says they're a diplomat. And I would always miss something on them. It's because of the pressure, Dave. You're like, oh, a diplomat, I don't I mean, want to insult the, them. The whole game is pressure. There's that one part. Where, like, the first dude with a press badge comes in, and you're like, I can't let you in. You don't even have a passport. And he's like, I'm going to write about you. And then the next day, it's like you you start having to give people a reason for denying them. Like, it forces you. Now, if you want to deny somebody, you have to go through the interrogate process. And then there's a new stamp that you just click that says, like, reason. And I was like, fuck. If I had, like, let this guy in, would I not have to do this whole dumb process? Yeah, and that's the that's the kind of really cool and enticing thing about it. You could probably play this game through a couple times and get really good at it, and sort of just at every event that because they, they they kind of set up events in between the days. Yeah, uh, the one that I remember most clearly is when they give you the ability to detain somebody. A guy who's suspected of murdering his girlfriend is trying to cross the border. Uh-huh. Oh, I locked him up. Oh like, yeah, there's a, no, there's a couple of things like that. I mean, there's there's one where there there's like a bunch of like sex workers coming through, and then she's like, uh, "My pimp is like behind me in the line. Please deny him." Oh yeah, and I was like, "All right, done." I was actually I was shockingly easy to, easy to bribe, which is actually probably not all that shocking given like the corruption in endemic in these sorts of situations. It's just a really effective portrayal of actual life so i would take like literally any bribe <laughs> like, well yeah i mean if you if the stakes are as high as they are in papers please in your life you have to be you know if you were to just do one thing right you would basically be a paragon <laughs> like, yeah your virtue would be incredible you start you start treating those like you get two mess ups a day where you don't get charged and you those are like gold <laughs> Because there's inevitably at least one thing during the day where it would be preferable to mess up, like let somebody through yeah. who's going to give you money or deny somebody who may be a murderer. Or this. There's just like one part later on where a guy's like, yo, this guy killed my kid. So he's a known criminal. So they're going to want you to detain him, but let him through and then I'm going to murder him. And I was like, yeah, all right. You seem like a good guy. You got a picture of this daughter of yours. Doesn't seem fake. And the guy is on the criminal list. So, sure, whatever. Go ahead. 
By that point, I bet like day 29 or something. It's like right at the end of the game. I was just like, I was just so wiped and I was so tired last night. But maybe I mean, in a way, that's kind of an interesting way to play Papers, Please. Because <laughs> I just like sort of, I just stopped caring. I would just perform like maybe 60% of the checks required of me and then be like, oh, this is probably good and send it through, and then, like, the next person would show up, and, like, that error sound with the printer would come up, and I'd be like, fuck! And that would make me mad, and then that would make me more liable to screw up the next one, until, like, I've got, like, five or six of these printouts on my desk. I think at one point I had 13 for one day. I was like, how is this even possible? But at that point I had, like, built up a pretty nice chunk of change. So I was sitting pretty. I looked it up on the wiki, just... Because I was curious, you can, like, get better apartments, and I was curious, what is the point of that? The point is none. There's absolutely no point. (laughs) Because the rent just keeps going up, and eventually the heat becomes free, but the rent is, like, twice as much. So there's no reason to do it. The the only time I ever did is when they bribe me. They give you, like, a grand at one point during the game, (laughs) and I was like... Okay, it's like done. The That's option more, is like much, burn it. I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, how many days of work would a thousand dollars represent? Like thirteen, fourteen, depending on how accurate you are. And I'm frequently not. Yeah, I mean, I, there are, there's always something. Like the expiration date is the one that gets me more often than not. Because you're like, keep keep your fucking passport. <laughs> like. No, nah, dude. The dates never f- tripped me up, but I would frequently get the uh, the origin cities wrong because I would just try not to check because that yeah. was so time-consuming. One time I noticed that a person's origin city said Saul instead of Salk, and I felt like a genius. <laughs> I was like, ha! Gotcha! Fat old lady. But what are you a genius of? You know, you kick out this person who's like trying to scrabble together a life yeah. in your crappy country. Yeah, Imagine like how, how crappy the country, country they're is. coming from is. It must like fire must fall from the sky. <laughs> yeah. That's by God, I would get so mad. Like I can't remember the last time I gotten so mad at a video game, but like just these people. Especially at the time I was I was laboring under the assumption. That only people who got through got you money, which maybe would be a good way to play it. But I was just if a if a person had the wrong information, I was like, you are taking the food out of my family's mouth right now. Like I had a point in the early part of the game where like mother is sick, son is very sick, uncle is very sick. Like I have to decide who I can give medicine to. I can only give it to like one person. Because I don't have any money, and I have to, like, turn off the food to do it at all. And I think it wasn't until I got that, like, enormous mid midday bribe, like, when you come home and you get that grand. And I was like, oh, I could, like, I could buy everybody's medicine, and I could buy food and heat on the same day. And then Yeah, it, it's I, a it, miracle. From there, things got manageable. <laughs> like, from that point on, I could actually keep people from getting constantly sick because until that point I had no idea what was going to happen like I was like all right so they're sick yeah. I'm I guess I'm just going to leave it cuz I can't afford medicine and then the next day they're like very sick and I I never had anybody die but the threat was enough the game is very good and it's it's totally worth buying and I think it uh not to bring up a sore topic 
but it really does answer the question of whether games are art. Yeah. Because this is clearly a statement. <laughs> There's much more going on here than just like the mechanics of the game. Even its I mean its presentation is calibrated in a certain way. It's evocative of another time. I it's yeah, I don't know. I I think the the thing that ultimately is most interesting to me about this game is how the desk is laid out and how it's just like so obviously on purpose that it that desk is so cramped just to piss you off. Yeah. Like and it just that it was so carefully constructed to elicit that emotion from you where like you always have like 10 papers sitting on top of each other and you're like throwing them back and forth between the counter and your desk so just so you can sort through them and then people are like throwing garbage at you they're like hey come to my strip club and you're like get this shit out of here yeah i don't have room for this they really need, I wish they would have had a trash can. A lot of stuff would have gone into the trash. <laughs> yeah, like their passports. I would have been like, peace. <laughs> Get the fuck you, out. This passport's expired. I'm going to throw it out for you. <laughs> well, there were a couple times like when I saw the only time I ever noticed an expired vaccination. I think I eventually did figure it out, but I spent like a good 30 seconds being like, I don't know how to say this vaccine is expired. I was like, maybe if I... If I do really good today, we, my whole family can escape to this other country. Yeah. I don't, I thought, yeah, I, I thought they did a great job of, you know, being really evocative in really simple ways. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's great. Like, the, those are some downtrodden looking human beings for being made of like three colors and like a little bit of shadow. Well, what's even crazier is so when you get the scanning ability, yeah, and you actually like the the models are naked in the picture. Yep, and it's just like so it's not sexualized at all. It's just this flat picture of a person being scanned for contraband or something. And then I mean, you pointed out immediately that you did this dehumanizing thing to them because they always inevitably had contraband on them, and you just yeah. It, it was very sad and depressing. I mean, it's like the the random search line. It just puts like a really, uh, just like the very fine point on it. And you're just like, you have been selected for a random search. <laughs> it's pretty random right now. But it's I guess based like, entirely on your ethnicity. There's not. Well, there's a little bit of profiling. That's entirely uh, what it was when the scanner is first introduced. It's after a terrorist event. And you have to scan only people of from a specific country. Oh, I like oh. everyone from that country is subject huh, now. I don't to remember a scan. that. I played the first half of the game like a couple weeks ago, so I think some of it has bled out of my mind. But yeah, at the at the end, like there's a, an outbreak of polio, and you have to like just deny people outright, which I actually started kind of liking because as soon as you see that blue passport you're like get the fuck out next nope <laughs> well like it's it was just funny how like over the course of the game i just became just completely inured to everything like by the end i remember specifically a lady was like i'm coming through to see my husband and i was like no you're not because you don't have this fucking form yeah and, but like whereas in the early days i would have been like ah get on through have a happy life together Oh, I was like, you better flash me some of those uh, like gray backs because it's like the saddest money in the world. <laughs> the picture of the president on it—he's actually weeping. He's got yeah. a frown. 
That's what, like, I was like, all right, if my, like, buddy, Mr. Green Guard, <laughs> like, wants me to help get his girlfriend in the country, all right, because he's my bro. And I kind of had a feeling he was going to drop, like, 40 bucks on my desk. And he did. And I felt pretty good because I was like, we're eating tonight, kids. <laughs> and uncle. There was, like, a strong contingent of, like, well, it's really just a J being like, uncle must die so the rest can live. <laughs> Because, I mean, I assume that food <laughs> food prices get cheaper as you have less people. Or, no, they definitely do, because when you pick up the niece, they get more expensive. Yeah, you're feeding more people. It costs yeah. more to feed more people. That's why you just drop it every other Unless day. Unless you've been eating like a king this whole time. Maybe. Yeah, eating like a king <laughs> once every two days. One whole potato? <laughs> sorry, you sorry kids. Tonight is not food night. <laughs> Just be glad you were able to have medicine so I can try and downgrade you from this very sick status. The booth inspector comes and chews your ass out. Like, why you got this drawing up on your booth? I'm like, my fucking kid made it for me. Cut the what do you care? People throw trash at me all day. <laughs> yeah, look, look at all this garbage. I'm getting notes from spies. <laughs> they tell me to poison people. <laughs> This is a way more high-pressure border crossing than I was prepared to deal with. Yeah, well, you you get him from, like, the work lottery. You were just desperately poor. It's like, congratulations, you no longer have to hit rocks against other rocks Well, they day. make mention of your village, so that probably wasn't a great place. But, yeah, when the terrorists, like, show up at the end to destroy the wall once and for all, I was like, oh, yeah, they're blowing it up. And I was like, that's weird, though. They didn't, like, tell me this was going down or anything. And so I'm just sitting there and, like... The, like, dude runs across, and he, like, nears the front of the wall, and there's, like, the other dude just sort of chilling out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, go for it, guys. And they blow up the wall, and I'm like, yeah! And, like, all the people are rushing in, I'm like, yeah, fuck a Storskarska! <laughs> and then, like, the guy throws a grenade into my booth, and I was like, well, I thought we were bros! <laughs> I could have shot you at any time! In fact, I did before I reloaded, because I realized that this was you guys, and not just some random terrorists. Uh, <laughs> and... I guess I looked it up, and I was like, I didn't do enough jobs for those guys. Oh, really? They, like, didn't think we were pals. And I was like, what the fuck? I poisoned that guy. I let those people through. I shot that dude in red, which got me a bad ending. Like, when you take the money, they're like, all right, we're going to take care of this debt for you. You just got to shoot this red guy. Or whatever it is. It's He's going to fuck our plans up, so shoot him. And I was like, okay. And then so I shoot him. It's like, game over, idiot. Like, you just shot a civilian, you're going to be executed. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> the, the same thing happened to me the first time the, like, secret police guy shows up at the booth. He's like, so, seen anything weird lately? And I was like, well, I've got this, like, encoded paper from a terrorist group. And he's like, pretty interesting, huh? You're under arrest. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's actually how it would work. <laughs> Even though I told you exactly what you needed to know. Yeah, I was like, I thought I was being a good citizen. I, I was like, maybe I'll go back and see all the other endings, all 20 of them. And I was like, I don't know if I can play this game for like another year. How long does it take? To, I haven't even done a complete run through yet. How long does it take to beat it? Uh, it's 31 days. So I think Steam said I played it for about four hours. It's not very long. Yeah, and as but, you got better at it. So, I know there's, like, an endless mode that you could apparently unlock. And I actually do, like, the puzzle saw, the, the cool thing about this game is that it, it makes you pretty profoundly unhappy when you're playing it. But it's also a, a pretty fun game to play in a certain sense, or I don't know. 
I don't know if you would say fun. It's got a lot no, of it's got it a lot is, of mechanics it's fun enough. Yeah. yeah, like so it's maybe not like wow, I'm having a blast playing this game, but it's a puzzle game and you're having fun like finding the solutions to these puzzles. So even though it's like really stressful, like stress in the form of play is also just a different sorts of fun that is the one thing where i was like borderline this is a weird gamification thing because you're really just shuffling papers for the whole game and i mean eventually it does get more interesting when you get into this the plottier parts but much of the game is just comparing dates on documents and yeah names and verifying that people are who they say they are It, it had enough uh I don't know. I can't think of the word that would describe when something is like new. At, uh, novel? Yeah, novelty. That's actually what I was going to say. It, <laughs> it was novel enough <laughs> that it didn't. I I wasn't like bored. And it's also like, it's just the pace is so. It wants you to be really breakneck. It's actually a really slow paced game, but you need to be fast you're like i gotta get this done i gotta sort these papers i gotta do this i i think the pace would overwrite the mechanics if they were worse than they are and they're pretty good and when you get that like last up upgrade and it's a series of shortcuts for your book so you can like click on tabs to get the country page open it's yeah. like it's like a like beam of light shining down from above you're so happy that you can skip to the country pages But really, like, if I was actually in that world, I would have, like, spent one night, like, let the wife wife take care of uncle for the night while I, like, memorize the issuing cities of these passports. It's like, I've got to, I got to up my workflow. Would that even work, though? I mean, you're so malnourished. Would you be able to remember anything? No, that's true. (laughs) You probably don't get that much time to sleep either. (laughs) Uncle always bitching all the time. Hate him so much. What a jerk. I'm like anthropomorphizing these names. Because that's it's not even a name. It's like a characteristic of somebody's relationship to you. And I guess the you, the reason you give them character is because you're just like, you got to bring that hate home with you. You just need a convenient target. Because you can't like take it out on the guards. You can't take it out on the state. You're like, uncle, you're so annoying. You're leaving the fridge open. The milk is spoiling. That milk costs five credits. That's one whole person. Why don't you get in the fucking line tomorrow? I'll let you through and we'll get the five credits back. <sighs> but what a game. It truly is awesome. It's it's pretty cool. It's well-conceived. Its execution is excellent. Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to like believe the hype. Now i got to go play Gone Home. Gone Home's pretty good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's also extraordinarily short. It's like maybe two hours long. So that's nice because you kind of like sit and... Sit in for your movie length, watching period of time. You poke around in stuff. You be like one of the f- probably relatively few people that's like, oh, I actually like listen to that band in high school. Because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, not to say that like people who listen to stuff like Riot Girl aren't super nerdy. I don't know. They definitely are. But I just feel like probably not a lot of nerds were like walking through the house being like, oh yeah, Bratmobile. <laughs> But that was the the part that was really cool to me. And really what was very evocative to me is that the tapes sounded so shitty. And I was like, I remember tapes sounded that bad. (laughs) 
I'm falling so, back through time. It was so nostalgic. I was just like, I almost had like a tear in my eye. I was like, I used to make mixtapes, and I I wrote the track list way neater than you guys ever did. And there's just all these like just small moments of charm. Like you you find like a cheat sheet for Chun Li's moves like stuffed under the entertainment center. And it like sort of very mildly correlates to the plot and you're like, Oh, that's really that's really cute. And I don't know, it was just like I don't know, me and the Jay had that panel a couple months ago about violence in video games. I was like, Huh, why didn't I know about this game when that came out? Did it come out then? Uh, or yeah, no, it, it wasn't out yet. But it, probably the 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 buzz about it was going around, and it's just like you know, it's like a little story, and there's not a lot of characters. It's just like a, it's just your family, and you're like poking around in this house. But every character has their own little arc, and it's all told through primarily just I don't know, like sort of like cruft around the world, like envelopes and books and stuff like that. So it's kind of just like the it's it's like Bioshock without any actual fighting. So it's, it's kind of like Bioshock then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, burn! That game is not an action game. Yeah, the so, fighting always sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't hold for the entire length of the game. Though I did I did have my moments of bucking Bronco into charge, or you know what have you, or machine gun. But yeah, it's just like really cool because like you, you just like get into these extended subplots with the character, uh, the like the mom and the dad just being like, "What's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next?" And it's like so exciting while you're 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 tracing through this thread of like your sister is effectively telling you this story through audio logs. It's just it's nice. It's a laid back way to spend an evening, and it's fun to like you like pick up little tchotchkes and stuff like when you the first thing you have to do to enter the house is like walk over to the side of the porch and there's like a like a duck or so like a little porcelain duck and you have to turn it over and get the key out of it yeah and i was just like this game like really i don't know let's be uh i did a lot of those things in the 1990s (laughs) so i kind of sat there being like huh i guess like my generation is making stuff now and they're probably they're probably like a, just a little older than us. They were probably college age when we were starting high school. So it's just sort of neat to like see those things reflected and be like, oh yeah, like Super Nintendo tapes and like stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the, the nostalgia of it is cool, but I also just like the idea of you know video game nostalgia or no, video games as nostalgia. Like I feel yeah. like you've you've transcended a a boundary in terms of a creative medium when you start making stuff like that. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of cool stuff. They do, they do, the, the protagonist is silent, basically, but sort of speaks in when you hover your, your cursor over stuff. So you'll get like a little snippet of text next to your cursor. And one of the just like cute one-off jags is you like open your, your parents' sock drawer, and there's like a used condom wrapper in there, or not just a condom wrapper, not a condom. Uh, and and the text is like "ugh" or something, or like "gross." So it's just like I like the little ways that games can convey information to you, like that. It's just sort of neat. And in the same way, I really, I really, it's just like this weird idiosyncratic thing about me, but I really like when games have when they're notes and stuff. 
look like they were crafted in the world they exist in. So all like the notes look handwritten and they're like really high res. So it's not like you pick up a piece of paper and then it does like the Resident Evil flash to yeah, a picture yeah, of a note and now it's typewritten text. Yeah, I just I just really like that. I think I guess we like people making video games couldn't really do that that much before resolution got better so you could actually read stuff like handwriting on a screen. Maybe, I don't know. It's just something that sort of charms me in this like weird just sort of random way I really like. I don't know, you go into like a library and they have all these videotapes that are like dubbed and they're sectioned off with the movies that they've recorded two or three movies on the same tape. And I was like, yep, my family did that. Oh, yeah. And my dad had like a card catalog <laughs> with which you could track down the tapes because he's a like professor and that's what he did. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It's just like it really spoke to me in like a this is strangely like your experience in high school but also completely not. <laughs> that's cool. Because uh, in the end, if like if that's the moral, it's like, here's this person's life. Notice anything familiar? Oh, they're like completely different from you in a couple fundamental ways. And you're like, huh, I guess we are kind of all the same in the end. But like I hung out with the kid with the army jacket in school. I know what that's about. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just, I think people all like balk at the price because it's like twenty bucks. I just, I think that's not without merit, but it's not something that I think about anymore. Just because, like, I have a, I have a pretty good job, and I can afford to spend things on on foibles like this once in a while. So. I'm just happy that takes it out of the equation for me because if I was like a college student, somebody was like, this two hour game is pretty good, but like, you get that Final Fantasy or whatever, you're going to be playing that for a while and you only get one video game for like the next six months, I might balk at it. Yeah, for real. So it's tough. It's a tough, tough decision that I don't have to worry about. Hooray! Kind of. I mean, it all comes back in the end because I ain't rich and I just got the. <laughs> Just got the least signy thing today where they were like, we want another $108 a month. And I was like, that seems like a lot. Ah, uh, New York. Yeah, so that's a bummer. Uh, just got to strike it rich sooner rather than later. That's the plan. Just be wealthy. Solid plan. Get money. I love it. It, it was like Jerry's old plan in college where he was just going to be a boss. <laughs> he hadn't really picked a profession. He's just like, I'll just be a boss. They make the money, right? I know. I mean, the, the beauty of the plan is its simplicity, honestly. Yeah. He picked a goal, and he burrowed ahead with a little mole. Swimming towards freedom. And freedom was a nebulous position of authority. Perhaps like a some dude who goes around and finds me credits for putting my kid's drawing on the wall. Fucking <laughs> asshole. After that, I didn't keep it on the wall anymore. I was like, I'll just put it on my desk. Right here. Yeah. I can see it, honey. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do a good job, son. Keep going to school. Keep learning about how to make the money. Can't wait till I get blown up in this booth. Yeah. Oh, man. And immediately regret all of my life. When my buddy, the green guard, was killed, I was like, unacceptable. This will not stand. <laughs> but, like, then I knew the attack was coming. So I just sat there being like, 
when's it going to come? When's it going to come? And I can, like, keep looking up at the screen to be like, is it here? Are they attacking yet? And then it came out of, like, fumbling, trying to get the key to open the gun locker so I can get the tranquilizer gun out. <laughs> when they start incentivizing you, like, yo, if a terrorist attack goes down, there's 20 bucks in it for if you snipe them. You're like, I got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get all of them. I hope somebody climbs the wall today. All right. Stop this. Yeah, let's do it. Alright, then let us clap. One, two, three. denim is going to happen what i don't know i, I still heard, haven't decided. i heard a whisper and by whisper i mean you posted that to twitter yeah so i don't know <laughs> I, I sent the things to scabs i was like scabs do it on your fucking iphone i don't care at this point just do it why can't why doesn't he have time to do it well i don't i think i don't think he has access to like a real microphone or even a headset he doesn't really what do like you mean it. he works in like that's legit true. production environments. Yeah, he can this out in four seconds. But he's like, he probably does have something at work. But I was just like, you got a phone, just do it on the phone. It's not going to be worse than certainly like two or three other people. So I just got to sort some other lines out. There are some spaces. So I don't know if I'm going to throw that to Twitter or what, because there's a couple like extremely minor points parts. So maybe that would be fun if it was like, hey, Twitter, want to be like a police officer that has two lines. But and I gotta do a couple major things. But maybe uh, next Word. next week or soon after is our. Let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eighth anniversary. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy. That's one yeah. fourth of my life. <laughs> what? I guess well, not quite. Oh yeah, you're older than me. Yeah, that is crazy. Well, I'm one year older than you. <laughs> yeah, so that's not one fourth of your life. I guess it's almost one fourth. But it's more than. I'm thirty. Uh-huh. I'm thirty-one. Yeah, eight years would be one fourth of your life when you're thirty-two. Yeah, if I'm thirty-one, then it's more than one fourth. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a lot of time to be doing a podcast. And what better way to celebrate it than the script I wrote six years ago? Yes. <laughs> I think what right on time. One. I've like. I feel like I have learned such an immeasurable. I've just learned so much about writing since that time. That I'm just like, I'm not even going to do anything with it. This is going to go out as it was produced six years ago. <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. And that not that sort of the point anyway? That's what Valium Denim's all about. I know. <laughs> so I was just like, leave it, just let it ride. But anyway, so maybe in, maybe in ten days, that would be really Third. nice. <laughs> we'll see.